Being called to follow Jesus does not mean that we seek out suffering any more than Jesus sought out suffering. He did not seek it out. It became inevitable because of his life. He lived out God's priorities, God's kingdom priorities of radical inclusion, of eating with the outcast, of healing people and freeing them from their demons, calling out evil and oppression. This was all so threatening to the religious polluters and the empire that they sought to destroy him. And we are also called to do what Jesus is doing here, to follow, to be shaped by the values of God's kingdom to not back away from the complexity of addressing justice issues and to live with compassion in our own time. Yes, that may put us in direct conflict with the small g gods of our time. Success, wealth, economic growth, greed. Our cross is to live out the gospel, to insist on God's kingdom with mercy and love and healing. I think it's very important that when we talk about taking up our cross, we never define that for someone else. We only seek to figure out our own cross. And it's very important to say that taking up our cross does not mean that we justify living with domestic abuse or violence by saying that it is someone else's or even our own cross. The kind of justice and healing and new life that Jesus works for would say, if you're in an abusive situation, taking up your cross is finding the courage to get help and leave, to seek new life and health and freedom. When Jesus says he must suffer, it is not because God requires suffering. Suffering is not redemptive in itself and should not be sought. Suffering happens, it's part of human life. And yes, God has the power to help us through the suffering, to give us strength and help us to learn through suffering, to find meaning, but God does not cause suffering or want it for us or for anyone. Also the cross, taking up our own cross, doesn't mean contrived humility. Our own cross in no way is to demean ourselves or become small. Our cross calls us to be our very best selves, to use all of our gifts in service to God. So self-denial is not an end in itself. It is for the sake of the gospel, and it's life-giving. Those who lose their life will find it. In taking up our cross, we do not forfeit our deepest soul, our very center, the true self that is called and claimed by Jesus, beloved and accountable only to God. The mission of his disciples is the mission of Jesus to give life, knowing that earthly powers will violently oppose that life. Taking up our cross is to serve, to give ourselves in service to others as Jesus gave himself. I think our baptismal vows are a great way to, 
to enter into that, to reread them during Lent as a meditation on what it means to take up our cross, to wade in with courage into the struggles of life, to seek justice, to respect the dignity of every human being, to care for creation. To not seek our own life, but to seek God's reign. To not put ourselves at the center, but to put God's kingdom at the center. Taking up your cross may not be dramatic or traumatic. It won't necessarily draw attention to itself. It may be simple service to our neighbor, daily acts of kindness, quietly organizing for more effective recycling in our city, phoning an elderly shut-in, writing a sympathy card, doing the hard work of reconciliation by being the first to apologize. It may take great courage, which means that it's good that we have a community to support us. It may mean writing to our MP or our MLA, protesting something or seeking change in something. Taking up our cross is not to shrink from the consequences of confronting evil. The world wants our silence. Christ wants rabble-rousers. Taking up our cross is to engage in the lifelong work of seeking God's transformation. God is transforming or wanting to transform all death-dealing systems. And we have to address our own collusion with them. Classism, sexism, racism. To take up our cross means to let God fix our internal selves, and the world. Our greed, which is killing the planet. To take up our cross means to wade into the world, not to walk away from the world. Upon meeting the risen Christ on the Appian Way, Peter walks back into the city to face his own cross. The story doesn't say, but I've always imagined that Christ keeps going along with him that Christ kept walking into the city and Peter turned around and followed him. May we also turn back from our escape and follow Christ for the sake of the gospel.